This is Gritty Girls, a place where you can come to process the issues and topics your girlfriends, family, or coworkers may or may not be discussing. However, you're thinking about these issues, so let's dive into them together. Hi everyone, I'm Christina Lee. And I'm Leslie Campbell, and we are the Gritty Girls. Leslie, I've been wanting to ask you. Okay. Do good moms spank? Hmm. I guess it depends on who you ask. Hold on. God damn it. Kids, I said to shut the hell up. We're trying to record a podcast over here. (laughs) Uh, Do good moms swear? (laughs) Well, I think being a mom, the prerequisite is to feel guilty about everything. I think whenever you lose your temper with your kids and you snap at them, you always feel guilty and try to justify it with every excuse, you know, you can find like, you know, oh, I didn't get enough sleep or they were really annoying, blah, blah, blah. I think the list is endless. If you didn't read to them, we had a moment. Instead, you decided to sit there and have a cup of coffee or you didn't play with them enough. You didn't um, hug them enough and you didn't compliment them enough. I think it's just uh, being a mom, you're assaulted with every single thing that you feel like you should do. Um, I think it's a society's definition of what a good mom or perfect mom is. And if you didn't fulfill any of that, you know, guilt comes in. There was a lot of times when I was younger that I felt like my children had to be perfect because they were an extension of me. Um, I worried that if they went out and they didn't have themselves all together, that people would think that I didn't pay attention to them, or um, if one of them got a bruise, I must have given that to them, or, you know, I was always so, so, so very worried about that. As an older mom having another child, I now, I can see where I hindered my older children and where I can let my younger child express herself a little bit more because I don't really care what others think now. And to be a good mom, I think my child comes first. So I don't worry about what everybody else thinks. I probably feel guilty at times about having two degrees and being a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) Um, You know, that's... Sometimes I think it's hard to feel valued. I think a lot of people in our society don't realize all that's involved in being a stay-at-home mom and um, we're not really valued in our society we're a lot of times looked down upon you know maybe lazy or um, I'm not even sure what the word is when actually the work that we're doing is is very important I mean no one loves my kids as much as as I do and um, I think there's something to be said about kids growing up in a home where they feel safe and secure. Oh man, so many messages about what we moms should be, shouldn't be. It's helpful to a certain extent because it can help steer us in the right direction, right? At some point, it gets to be too much. I feel like I can't live up to it all. I feel like we get pulled in so many directions 
you know, I sat down and made a list of the various things that came to mind when I think of all that we are told um, that we should aspire to be. Hmm. What is a good mom? What is a bad mom? So, all right, help me out here. Okay. Good moms don't work. Or maybe good moms work, but they don't text or take work calls on the nights or weekends. Good moms get their kids to eat all their vegetables. Good moms get their kids to sleep through the night or don't co-sleep. Or maybe they do. Good moms are thin. Good moms have great skin and hair. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good moms don't show up with a stain in her shirt. Boy, that's a fail on my part. Good moms bank. Bank? <laughs> they, they bank. They do bank. <laughs> but they also bake. They do. Not this one, though. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no. Oh. Out of the box. Out of the box. Nothing wrong with that. Good moms can cook and have beautiful covered dish sets. <laughs> Good moms clean and have a clean home. Good moms have kids who don't scream or throw tantrums, who don't curse, and who are polite and always generous. Which kids are those? I don't know. I From haven't Mars. met them yet. Yes. Good moms have emotionally balanced kids. Good moms have kids who don't need a therapist. Ooh. Good moms make their beds daily. Good moms scrapbook. They breastfeed. Good moms don't scream at their kids, threaten them, bribe them, and certainly not lose their temper. That took just all my tools out of the bag. I know. Oh, what, what the heck? <laughs> Good moms don't spank. Good moms are nice. They're disciplined, yet firm and consistent. They don't watch three hours of HGTV. And good moms always volunteer and definitely join the PTA. They do not smoke pot. They don't drink in front of their kids or they don't drink at all. Right. And good moms have friends. Good moms get their kids the right clothes. And good moms certainly never get divorced. They spend more time with their kids. And good moms play with their kids. They don't let their kids watch TV or play video games. Ever. It's the devil. Good moms limit their kids' screen time good if mom. they get any. Mm-hmm. Good moms are Christian. Good moms are Muslim. Good moms are Buddhist. Good moms can't be gay, right? Good moms always know what to do. Not this mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, wow, wow. I need a nap. That's can I, can all I very check out conflicting. Now? Yeah, I think I need to check out now. I would like to. Yes. Can I exit the mommy world because I'm just not cut out for it? I think I need to come up. I, when I got done, I thought, I need to come up with a new word other than mom to call myself. Yeah, because it's too loaded. I know. So I had a term. It's so cheesy. Sunshine. Sunshine. I want my kids to call me sunshine. I like that. It's so bright yeah. and happy. And it is. Not full of all this shoulds and, right. you know. It's hard to say sunshine and wine at the same time. Yes. The way you do mom. It's right? hard to be called sunshine and feel, I think, the loaded pressures of what it means to be a, a mom today. Right. Right? So um, I have a really funny uh, article that I found, and it's a mom named uh, Jamie Johnson. So she wrote down, uh, kind of got really honest about what she does as a mom. She has, I think it's like a one-year-old. Yeah. Uh, not it's, but <laughs> I think her baby is like a one-year-old <laughs> named Henry. So she wrote, I use the cry it out method. Judge me all you want. I don't give a shit. At least not now that he has been sleeping through the night since he was eight weeks old. I'm patting myself on the back for that one. 
I buy myself clothes when I need them. I get my nails and toes done at least once a month. Sometimes I get my dinner ready first and eat it standing up in the kitchen really fast so I don't have to give him all the good bites. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me of, um, have you ever stood in the pantry sneaking oh, yeah. snacks? Definitely. And you're like hoping, you're listening for footsteps. Yes, yes. And have you ever you open then... the wrapper really <laughs> quietly? Yeah, because as soon as they hear it, it's yeah. all over. This is what we do. I know. We okay. Can't have nice things. Well, this see, this is why she was standing up yeah. in the kitchen and hurriedly eating, shoveling it. Right. Uh, I play bunko with my friends once a month, get drunk, and complain about my kid. It's a good time. <laughs> I take a nap when Henry naps on the weekends instead of cleaning the house, doing the laundry, grocery shopping, and all the other things I could be doing. He doesn't get a bath every night. And during Logan's, I guess her other child's yeah. baseball season, Henry's diet consists of hot dogs, pickles, and sugar. <laughs> this is – and this last one, I <laughs> – Henry has fallen down the stairs three times in oh the last God. month. No worries. He's just fine. He's practically somersaulted out of it Willy Wonka style. <laughs> oh I thought God. that was so honest. It was really endearing. Yes, it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like no judgment, you know, uh, coming from herself. And I yeah. think that's, you know, I mean, you know, last night I remember I was, um, actually it was yesterday morning I got up and. I didn't know why, but I was feeling, I had a lot of yucky feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt kind of restless, kind of anxious, and and I really didn't know what it was about. And oftentimes I think it's, it's, it's not that we don't want to understand ourselves. It's that when we're in a hurry and our lives are so hurried, yeah. we feel that we don't have time to stop and examine what's happening. Yes. And so I have been vowing recently that I would sit with my feelings, even if I'm not sitting, but that <laughs> I just, as I'm going through the things I'm doing, just kind of keep my mind on it and kind of think, process it. What's what's happening? What's yeah. happening? Instead of reactively pushing it away right. because that's just our reaction. We don't want to feel bad. Right. And I realized that I was feeling guilty. I was feeling guilty that I hadn't been taking the kids out to the park. I was feeling guilty that I hadn't been taking them out running like I said I would. I wasn't reading. Uh, you know, I, I'm reading this book to them, and I'm just not able to keep up with the schedule. And so all these things were swirling in my oh, mind. Yeah. And they weren't right on the very front of consciousness, but they're like floating right there. And then because it's been warm, I yeah. start freaking out about global warming too. Yeah. So all of that was weighing on me that yeah. that morning, yesterday morning. That's the kind of guilt that I think a lot of moms feel. That's so pervasive, yeah. and that gets like just gets under. Right. I feel like things. I'm never doing enough for them, Correct. even though I'm always doing things, and most of it is for them. Mm-hmm. It still feels like it's never enough. I will still always find the things that maybe I didn't do. And most of the time, it's expectations that I set for myself. No one else is out there telling me that I have to be a certain way, do certain things. But these are things that I expect of myself. And when I fall short of that, um, the weight almost feels too much sometimes. It does. That's when you start to feel anxious. Right. And, and you feel like something's wrong. Right. But I think this is a really good segue because you say, you know, you impose this on yourself. But right. that's also what's very sinister. 
what's the other word besides sinister? It's very um, insidious. insidious. It's insidious because we are getting sent these messages from other women. Oh, my gosh. From social structures, Mm -hmm. from family structures, all pulling us in various directions with everyone's different agendas. Right. I think as mothers, we're charged with this responsibility that I feel is becoming more and more loaded as child rearing becomes more and more of a science and Mm -hmm. psychological endeavor. This responsibility of raising our children is so central to our lives, right? It's it's like this ultimate project. You know, it's the project that will reflect on our ultimate success or failure. So motherhood then, right, because kids are central to us, don't you find, I mean, if you look at your own life, our our lives become the network as a mother for our friends, mm-hmm. right? Our friends are mothers. Um, our activities have to are surround what our kids do, uh, the dynamic within our families and our extended families, right? And what we do with our kids right. around the holidays. So in other words, how we raise our kids, the mothers that you know, we are, that we become, it, it's our identity, right. right? And so if that's not working, then... How do we feel about ourselves? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, for example, if you stay out after work to socialize, if you take work calls on nights and weekends, are you a good mother? I think working moms have to struggle with this, this work-life yeah. balance. And what's interesting is that it's now more relevant than ever. Right. I was so surprised to find this um, statistic. Did you know, Leslie, that two-thirds of U.S. moms – or 64% of moms work outside the home now, hmm. according to a 2016 report from the Center for American Progress. Compare that to the 70s when only a quarter of women worked wow. outside of the home compared to two-thirds now. And this is what was really so surprising to me. we're balancing a lot. We are. And here's what's crazy. I had no idea that of that number, of the 64%, 42% are or nearly are the main breadwinners. Yeah. Wow. 42%. So it's great for women's progress. It is. But at the same time, I think it's no secret that when it comes to a household, even a household where there's two partners, there's still always one partner, usually mom. And and, and I'd be curious to see the dynamics and maybe a, a same-sex couple as well. Um, you know, if, if one is, is working more than the other, maybe one's focused more on child-rearing. I'm not, not so sure. But in, you know, a typical heterosexual home, typically all the mental stress of who, who needs to get their flu shot – Um, Johnny has a school report that's due on Friday. Um, We need to pick up some new um, pads for Jenny's soccer. Uh, You know, the list goes on and on. What are we making for dinner tonight? And there are homes where it's very 50-50, but more often than not, that mental load is falling on mom, whether she works outside the home or not. That is the invisible mental load that a woman is carrying uh, there have been more and more um, discussion around mm-hmm. this invisible load because women feel that they don't really own their own minds. Yeah. They don't really get to own their mental space. Yes. Women are the warriors. They have been raised, they've been socialized to be the one to keep track of these things, to keep track of relationships, to be the ones to organize these domestic details. 
And right. so it's it's this is something that Raymond and I, my husband and I, mm-hmm. have argued about. I mean, it's more like I am attacking him, right. and I mean not to, but then it comes out that way, and he's all defensive. Right. And so he doesn't really see what I'm saying, and I'm still talking to a wall, um, unfortunately. And even when, you know, I've read articles where other women have tried to help their husbands understand, and it's still very difficult for the man to understand because for them, it's as simple as, well, why don't you just ask me? Mm-hmm. But that's the point. We're still then carrying that mental load. Yeah, because you still have to think, oh, I need to ask him to help with this. It loses, then the the benefit is lost. Right. 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 So my husband is awesome. He's willing to help me with whatever I ask. But if I don't ask him, I guarantee you, he gets home from work, he does whatever he wants to do, and he goes to bed. It doesn't think about it. Then he wakes up the next morning, gets up, he goes to work. Right. And he'll continue in that pattern until I say, hey, I need help with this, or hey, can you take our son here? He's um, like, ah, oh, sure. Yeah, he doesn't right. mind. It's just, you know, I'm kind of the keeper of, of all these things. And, I mean, I, I don't mind. I took on that role. You know, I, I realized that. Um, so I, I don't mind it. I, I love my job as a mom. Um, but at the same time, I'm tired. And to add to that, all the unnecessary guilt that comes from all the different voices out there. And, and it depends on, on who you ask. Like whenever you say, do good mom spank? I don't know. Depends on who you ask. Right. Do good mom swear? Depends on who you ask. Right. Do good moms drink? I don't know. Right. Again, that depends on your social circle, right. what you were raised in, and what your current immediate community looks like. Yeah. And more often than not, we have all experienced times when we're just caring about our daily lives, doing the best we can, and we face judgment for something that we're doing because of an expectation that someone else had. And what's amazing about that is that it's usually not even anyone that has any kind of personal investment in your family in the first place. It's about unexamined expectations. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to go back a little bit to working women because I feel that this is even more of a bane on them, like you said. Yeah. You know, when they already, when they already work... And then they have this mental load that they have to carry. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact is with more and more women working and having to work, this is a reality that they're facing, right? They don't get the luxury of choosing whether to stay home. Right. Right. So what's unfortunate about this is that they must, quote, have it all, right? Meaning they have to work. They have to find child care since that's not provided for in our laws, right, in our society, do most of the domestic duties, such as laundry, cleaning, errands, because they may not they, be able to afford a maid. Uh, women are taking unpaid leave from work to care for sick children. Okay, yep. they're volunteering at school. They're meeting their children's emotional needs while trying to meet their own and their husbands and their sisters or their siblings and their parents' need. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I need a Xanax. Wait, do good moms take Xanax? <laughs> I'm kidding, but honestly, <laughs> it's exhausting, right? It's okay if you're not kidding. I won't judge you. I you know you won't. Annex. You won't judge me. So, you know, the result um, is that when they can't do all these things, right, that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. that's when the, the guilt comes in. Right. They can't get to the store, right? So the kids are having cereal for dinner. The laundry's not done, 
right? So, so her son may be pulling a shirt out of the hamper. And the house is a disaster area with dust so thick you could make snow angels in them. I feel like that's been my home lately. <laughs> okay, so I have a friend. She posted on Facebook the other day, and I thought it was so funny. She said... Um, and it has to do with the house being a disaster area. And I have to, of course, first um, tell you that she is a full-time school teacher. Her husband is a full-time music teacher. Um, they have two girls. So she she wrote, the majority of my house has reached the atrocious, I can't take this anymore level of filth. So I finally snapped and just started maniacally vacuuming. I was so disappointed when I stepped outside to take out the trash, and I was instantly enveloped in a miasma of swampy, humid air instead of the cool, crisp air that I had, for some reason, envisioned would miraculously <laughs> appear on November 1st. I know. Okay, Where sidebar, we live in Houston. Yeah. On, and then she finished with, on a related note, I intensely hate my lack of domesticity and the slovenly people that we are instead. <laughs> Now, that's really funny, but at the same time, I felt her pain. Oh, I do. You, right? you know what my current guilt is right now about my home? More than the dust. And I have a lot of really gorgeous, nice holiday decorations for each holiday. You do. Except for minor holiday. Well, I do have ha- uh, Valentine's I wish I saw your Halloween because I saw your Christmas ones yeah. last year. Yeah. So pretty. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, see, you, okay, listeners. I dropped the ball. You don't know, but <laughs> Leslie is has great taste oh thank you and her home like every corner is just there's there's like something that grabs your attention every Can we corner use the word curated because i've always wanted that word it's true it is curated mike you know halloween came in with went without one single halloween decoration this year <gasps> oh how did yeah. you feel really awful because oh, my okay, kids Mom have been Bill. bothering me every week mm. and then you know i have a few friends who are pinterest perfect and post their little decorations and stuff and they've kind of just made me sick to my stomach when i say it like oh god you know and and it's not them like i really i'm totally projecting right yeah yeah, yeah. because i want to uh, have totally that, i was right? gonna say wait a minute and you're so projecting goes, you know what christian said he goes mom it's november since we missed halloween can we at least get out fall decorations Aww. for thanksgiving are you do you have the strength do you have the energy to do it i'm like more like time yeah. when and you know you have every right <laughs> to tell your kids i love you and this year is a decoration free zone but see in my mind that's mom fail oh see but but here's yeah. therapy here's therapy right now <laughs> this space <laughs> Is a is therapy for you, yeah. and in fact, I'm gonna move into a therapy note here. Okay, there is awesome. a difference. Let me ask Teach you. Teach me. What is the difference between guilt and shame? Oh, okay. So this is my take. Okay. So I think that guilt can sometimes be healthy um, because it it gives you that extra push, that motivation to do the things that you need to do, like. I felt guilty for putting off my daughter's flu shot for so long. So finally made that phone call today, right? That's a good guilt. Excellent. Um, I think shame comes in when not only do you feel guilty, but you start to talk down on yourself on top of that. And your self-esteem and your self-worth are then affected. So it's no longer about that thing that's making you feel guilty. Now it's about you as a person. I'm giving her the thumbs up. Awesome. Oh my gosh, you like totally hit it. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people don't know the difference. 
And so yeah. they'll use the two interchangeably. So the problem, you're right. So the, the guilt is fine. Guilt is fine for the most part, unless yeah. you take unless you take it too far and it can right. turn into then it shame. Turns into shame. Exactly. And the problem right. with shame, like you said, is that it becomes an attack on the person, yeah. right? Yourself. So the problem with that is that um, if you have too much shame, and I have a theory about this, and you can tell me what you think. Okay. I think that women, because of all the guilt, carry around too much shame, and it really gets in the way of sisterhood. So you know how women start to attack one another? Yes. Because you can't really... You can't really feel compassion for someone else when you are experiencing shame. But don't you also think, too, that some people are just assholes? Oh, of course. Right? Oh, that's a whole other discussion, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think that there are yeah, some yeah. women out there that walk around. Sure. And to me, I see their problem as pride. Like, they think that the way they are doing things is the only way to do it. They are right. And if you are not following in step with them, you are wrong and you are less than. I still think they're walking around with a hole, though. Maybe so. I think that they're... Maybe they're- Maybe they're Being filling it yeah. with that with those that things. strong front, that control, that kind yes. of I'm better than you. I, kind I still of like, think. I mean, how many times have you? I don't know if you've ever experienced this. So, let's say you're at maybe a play group, right? And uh, which typically happens when your children are very young. So it's been a while since I've been in a play group, and you know, one of the common topics that comes up of moms of toddlers and I'm so over this conversation because I could really give two fucks at this point um is the topic of what their child eats right Uh, and what they feed their children okay well you know this is great because it's all organic and it's fair trade and there's no GMO so there's no chemicals so you don't really have to you know, worry about that. You know, you're oh. stomping on some people right oh, now. You take your kid to McDonald's. My child's never even had McDonald's. He doesn't even know it exists. Oh my God. I know. I, I try to not judge them. It's oh hard. I have friends like that. Yeah, but some people, oh. some people are saying these things very innocently. Now, yes, you know that's me. true. I, I'm a Costco that's shopper. True. Me too. I like organic things. I do too. I like to feed my kids good right. stuff, but you know. But I'm not judging other people. You know what? We're going to have soda every now and then. And sometimes mom is tired and we're picking up McDonald's for dinner. And Cheetos is is fine here and there. Yeah, here and there. But I'm fine with someone saying innocently, like, hey, check out this great organic protein bar I found. My kids love it. Versus a way that you say it where it's kind of like, I'm better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at look at that. Ooh, you bought a lunchable for your child. I know. Do you know how many chemicals are in that? And it's hard, <laughs> I think, for new moms because then that other mom who's doing it, you can just see the like the shrinking in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because most people are afraid to speak up. You I'm know? at a point now where I just kind of banter back like like I'm just really yeah. Whatever. You do? You yeah, do say I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. We have soda every now and then. I, I know. I know. I, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going to die. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Thanks for the news. So, you know, we can live a little every now and then, right? Yes. Right. Yes. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you true. just made me it, chug a sugary beer right before we recorded. I, I thought I was doing you a favor. <laughs> That was a favor, girlfriend. That was good root beer, man. (laughs) I paid good money for that. (laughs) 
So, oh you know, God. I think, you know, listen, you know, women. So, yes, I think that's also um, a good way to get in something that I was thinking about for this um, show. Um, the fact that women do this to one another. Yeah. And I think, you know, women are just looking for support. They're looking for more support, especially yes. working women who are dealing with this, these very real issues of how to balance their yeah. family. You know, they want better pay, better yeah. laws, better policies that support their needs, right? And I say women, not just moms, because young women today may make the choice to not have kids. True. Or decide that they won't work because they know they can't do it all yeah. because women of our generation are finding out that that is a damaging myth. Yeah. We don't have in that this country. That was born in the 80s. Yes. You can have it all. Right. Ugh. That's right. That's a message. You know what? I can have it all if you throw in a maid and a cook and That's a right. chauffeur and all those, uh, a tutor, you know, to help with homework. Yeah. But it's difficult because, as you know, you have a daughter mm -hmm. and you don't want to give her a message and any other message than, honey, you know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can you can find the job you want. You can have the family you want. It's hard to have that realistic conversation of, well, wait a minute. Let me qualify that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and right here, like, you know, um, we don't have a guaranteed paid maternity no, or paternity don't. leave in the U.S. Allowing both would give mothers and fathers a real choice of whether to stay home or who should stay home. True. Pay parity or increased pay for women in these more traditionally female ro roles, such as teachers and nurses, if those jobs were more valued, then women would be able to afford uh, leaving uh, work to care for a sick child right. without her feeling stressed about not being able to pay the bills. If she was paid more, maybe her husband could stay at home and care for the kids and ease the burden of the two-income household, right? I would even argue, too, um, employers being um, more willing to allow their employees to have a work-life balance. Um, had I had that experience when my daughter was born, I might still be working full time in an office somewhere. You know, be willing to work with your employees. You know, set them up where they can work from home occasionally if their child is sick or, you know, maybe a couple days a week even can can help. That's right. Um, right. You know, be being willing to be flexible with them that, mm -hmm. instead of making them feel like less of a person or less of an employee and, and having to choose between family and work. You want family-friendly employers. Yes. On-site child care. Yes. Like you said. If uh, possible, yeah. Flex, flex work hours. Mm -hmm. uh, Off-site work options. Right. Um, you know, even on-site fitness centers. Um, allowing your kids, uh, allowing your employees to leave to read to their children's classes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, once in a while. Maybe they, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of working moms would love to be involved in something like the PTA, but they simply can't. And so therefore, they may feel like maybe their voices aren't being heard um, in their children's school. They're not able to contribute the way that they want to or maybe help make the changes that they want to make. We want women to be all of these things, but mm -hmm. we're not going to support her. Exactly. Um, I think that that leads, that sets up our girls right. for failure. Um, right. And I don't think that's fair. No, I don't think so at all. Um, one message, if, if I bring anything to my daughter, because the work world still seems to not have caught up with this, 
you know, I hope to develop some sort of entrepreneurial spirit within her, um, you know, finding creative ways to earn a living. Um, and even when working with an for an employer, having the confidence to maybe negotiate some of these things as part of their benefits, right? Absolutely. Um, and hopefully she'll walk away with a sense of, if I want a fulfilling career, I can have that. If I want a family, I can have that. But also learning that it's going to be a balance and how to do that balance. And this is where another point of my mom guilt comes in, because as you and I both know, as co-producers of a podcast, plus you and I both have other business uh, things that we are um, venturing into, it's hard to find that balance at times, right? Mm -hmm. It means a lot of early mornings or late nights, or maybe you tell your child, I'm sorry, I can't come help you with that right now. Mm -hmm. I've got to finish this. And so that guilt comes in. And so it's trying to find the balance of giving your children what you need and also still being able to pursue the things that you love, the things that you want to do, or maybe even things that you have to do. Absolutely. You know, stay-at-home moms aren't spared either. No. You know, they're not spared that guilt. Right. Um, for people who left a thriving career mm-hmm. for a smaller career or a part time gig, there's guilt about what we gave up. Right. right. That I'm not living up to my potential. Just the other day, I was talking to a friend who was moved to tears because even though she feels it's absolutely it's a mutual friend, she feels it's the absolute right thing for her to stay home and raise her kids she feels there's this invisible judgment that mm. she's wasting her two advanced degrees. Wow. She doesn't feel valued or validated by society yeah. for that choice. Um, she went on to say that fortunately her husband, her family, you know, they're not putting that pressure on her. But right. here's the kicker. So then she says, um, well, it's self-imposed, you know, that mm. I feel this way. And I was I was like, tisk, tisk. No, 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 no. Um, society is behind your shame. Right. Okay. You're, she is getting mixed messages about what is valuable. And it causes all this confusion and internal conflict right. for women who choose to do something so honorable, mm-hmm. which is to stay home and be the one to nurture our kids who are absolutely the future. Right. You know, and I think that it sounds like a cliche. Because everybody uses it. Mm-hmm. But of course it's true. And I think in some circles, um, and this is my only beef, and, and we talked about this in our feminism episode, is that, uh, you know, in a lot, I would say, more liberal circles, sometimes you feel like you you can't be a feminist and be a stay-at-home mom, right? I think femi- Because you're yes. accepting a traditional role. But to me, feminism is about choice, right? And supporting women in those choices. And um, I mean, because that, that's really what they wanted, Right. The original feminists, they just wanted to have that equality. You know, I think they're behind the curve on this one. Yeah. And if they would get behind, they need to stand up for women who choose to stay at home. Right. And if they would do that, there would be such a coming into the fold for women who I think believe in a lot of the things that feminists maybe are we could actually for. make some more changes mm-hmm. right i agree because women right now i don't feel like we're coming together we're not on these issues and we could fight together for our daughters yes. to get these things that we're talking about that makes sense for not only women mm-hmm. but for men who want to be at home with their yeah. kids some men feel stuck in their role right so 
All right, so I want to end today by, <laughs> okay. um, we have to do this together. This, ladies and gentlemen, is how dedicated we moms are. These are the crazy things that sleep-deprived new moms have done. Oh, well, I have some <laughs> I could add. Or right, you want to start? Upon hearing the baby cry, I woke up and started rocking my arm. <laughs> was the baby in my arm? Nope. It was the cat looked at me like I was crazy. He got a free nestle. Aww. During my first month as a new mom, I texted my husband, who was in bed next to me, to ask him where he was. Because, <laughs> damn it, if I have to be up to nurse the baby that first month, he better be up. I filled a sippy cup with milk and handed it to the dog. When he didn't take it, I got annoyed and said, well, here you go. It took me a full five seconds to realize he wasn't the two-year-old. One night, I realized my whole family was in the room with me, but no one was holding the baby. Panicked, I yelled, where's the baby? My husband looked straight at me and said, um, honey, you're nursing her. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, Christina. Yes? Do good moms sit upstairs and record a podcast while their boys run rampant downstairs? They better. (laughs) Maybe we should check on them. Oh, yeah, I think we should. Okay. Okay. All right. right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on the podcatcher where you find our show and subscribe because you'll be entered to win a Gritty Girls t-shirt during the first two months of our launch. Because we are a new show, we need your help, so subscribe. Grab your iDevice, go to the iTunes store, and search for Gritty Girls Podcast. This will help you to download Apple's free podcast app if you don't already have it. Then, once you're on our podcast, hit the subscribe button so that new episodes are automatically downloaded onto your device. And for Android listeners, download the free Stitcher radio app and search Gritty Girls Podcast. For all others, you can find us on our website at grittygirlspodcast.com. And please join our gritty conversations by heading to our website where our next show topics are listed. Pick one that resonates with you. Call our chat line and record your thoughts. Quick one or two lines will do, and then you'll have a good chance of being on our show's WDYT segment for What Do You Think? We only have one rule. Enter the conversation with an open mind. Today's music, Albatross V2 by Computer Music All-Stars, and G1 by Jesse Spillane, both from the Free Music Archive. Thank you for listening. Until next time, listen to understand, seek out growth, and keep the heart and mind open. No, this says depends on who you ask. And I go, God damn it, you kids better shut the hell up right now. And then you go, (laughs) I guess good moms don't curse either. Swear. That that came out so naturally from you. I'm really good. Do that much? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, what do I do? Okay. Okay, so, um,